0: grace and peace to you friends out there once again welcome to the potter's gate online broadcast my name is isa phillips akintola the coordinator of the potter's gate international a ministry the lord has designed and assigned for the development and the equipping of the saints even unto perfection in this end of days the lord has been speaking and directing our heart to us is requirement and intention for this season that we have been ushered into we are in a day that is very critical to the continual transformation and empowerment of the church until we get to that point where heaven's intentions and design have come to the the reality of maturation where we can then represent God's counsel. And of course, it's for this reason that God has been speaking to us, the Lord has been speaking to us in the way and manner that he has been engaging us in the past uh, 44 years now. We know that from uh, uh, the year 2020, the Lord began to speak to us from a new height. The emphasis of his intention began to direct us towards a point and a place where we are called to leave behind every other form of uh, idea that we have imbibed that is not establish on the councils and the prophetic mandate of God. The Lord is building his, his house. Wisdom is building his house in this season and we are conforming, yes, now to the very intentions of the Lord. We are conforming to the character, to the nature, to the values of Christ. We are moving away from everything that is of the flesh. We are moving away from that which is of man. We are moving towards the day of the Lord. We are coming into that order of a life, yes, that is seeing the formation, yes, of the ark of God, such that when the day of disaster and destruction and judgment comes, amen, we are secure. But beyond that, we are also uh, uh, being formed into an order of a life, yes, that can go forth, yes, and and represent the heart of God, the mind of God in the marketplace and bring forth, yes, God's uh, prophetic counsel into, yes, the nations. So, the Lord is speaking to us from all forms, from all area from all levels amen and we have to continue to yield ourselves and surrender ourselves to the speakings of God so we don't miss amen this season Uh, uh we we are in a day like we said was yesterday that what the Lord is doing in this season, if we're not conversant, if we're not aware, if we're not seeking, you know, the right spiritual sight and understanding to, you know, to, to, to grab what the Lord is doing and to interact with what the Lord is doing, that we can miss him. We can actually miss him in the midst of the noises that sound like the sound of God. We can miss God in the, in the day where there are all kinds of things looking like and sounding like what God is doing, but alas, he's not there. So we need Need to constantly allow the spirit of god in the place of prayer and devotion and studying and interaction with amen uh, people of like mind to really you know evaluate ourselves and allow god amen to to help us to to hear his voice accurately in this season let us pray father we honor you once again our heart rejoices in you we celebrate yes the journeys that you have uh, uh, that you have brought before us. We, we, we celebrate the speakings, your voice, your intentions, and your counsel that is coming loud and clear to us even in times like this. Lord, we are not uh, ignorant of the wiles of the enemy and we are not naive about the challenges of our time and, and the way the enemy is seeking to derail and, and and distract us from the path, from that order that is called the straight and the narrow path. Father, we declare this morning once again that we turn our heart to you, we turn our attention to you as we divorce ourselves from the distractions and the noises of our day. We want to feed on what your spirit, yes, has as laid on the table. We want to hear, we want to know, we want to understand. We want our life to truly reflect your intentions and counsels for our day. Yes, Father, every everyone that you have called and chosen, are designed to function within the context of the environment that you have placed them into. So, Father, rather than us run away, rather than us seeking a place to go high, rather than us, yes, uh, seeking to want to die, we come and we say, Father, renew our strength, renew our vision, empower us, enable us, uh, endow us, bring us to a new height in the spirit so we can see, so we can understand, so we can know truly, yes, that you are with us your wife says if the lord be for us who can be against us what can be against us you are indeed building your church you are building your church and the order of this building father we pray that we will surrender and will submit to it the councils the the the, the 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 comings the speakings are the materials of building this 21st century third-day church we father we submit to it we declare lord that we will not fail you we will not fail our generation. As David served his generation, Father, we declare that we want to serve our generation. We want our life to bring pleasure and glory to you. We want our life to bring honor to you. We want our life to bring, yes, praises to you. Lord, we declare, once again, renew us, empower us as you took David, oh God, out of nowhere. Yes. And you began to engage him as one that you have found. Yes. Whom you are going to make the next a uh, uh, king, the next leader of the great nation Israel. Father, we pray, Lord, that you will find us in our sense of obscurity, in our sense of uh, uh, not 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 being known, uh, not, not 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 being looked onto, not being looked upon. Lord, there is no one in our clan, in our Father's house, yes, that has such power and position to become anything mighty. But Lord, you are the one that looks into the hearts. Of of you know, of the man, you are the one who looks deep into the very uh, uh, recesses of human heart, and it's from there that you choose your own. You don't choose based on 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 the outward appearance. You don't you don't appoint yes based on our outward uh, 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 material uh, uh, things, or oh God. But you look within the constructs and the conditions of our heart. You say, for you have found yes in David, you have found a man whose heart is after you. This is what we desire. This is what we desire on this platform. Yes, because we know true leadership. Yes, Redeemers, Saviors come from the condition and construct of the heart. Not from what we have portrayed and we are portraying. Not from that which we have built that looks mighty. And everybody applauds it. The word says, and you walked away from the temple. And your disciples called your attention. Again, they say, have you considered, do you see this temple? And you said to them, Behold, I say to you, the day is coming that not one stone will be left unturned. Help us to understand, O God, that what man selects and celebrates are the things that you detest. May we enjoy the the wisdom of living and following, oh God, yes, the value standards of your spirit. We thank you that as you continue to speak to us from the spirit of David, from the order of David, may we understand that this is not just another message, another words that we can just uh, uh, say amen to, that we can appreciate and then forget and continue in our own thing. May we see, oh God, this this message, this word, O oh God, as garments that you are calling us to wear in this season. For in every season there is a there is a kind of robe, there are kinds of garments you want us to wear, there's a gear you want us to wear, there's a spirit you want us to wear in order to deal with, yes, the complex challenges of the day. Lord, we thank you that once again we are putting on the Lord Jesus as we see Christ, as we ref- as we see a reflection of Christ in David. Yes, Father, we pray, oh God, that these keys, this knowledge, this wisdom, oh God, that we are extracting, this, this treasures that we are extracting in David will become part and parcel of our existence, will become part yes, of our our life, our template, our values, oh God help us of ourselves, we can do nothing we can do nothing we can admire these things but if we have not surrendered to the ministry of your spirit, oh God We will not bring forth life, we will not bring forth, we will not birth, yes, your intentions. Lord, our desire in this season is that we become a conduit for the manifestation of your purposes. Lord, we offer ourselves once again on the altar as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, for it is our reasonable service. Lord, we declare once again to the hearing of principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places, that we do not conform to the spirit of the age, to the spirit of this world, But rather, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. Once again, Lord, I bind my mind to your mind. My thoughts, I lay them down. I receive the mind of Christ this morning. I receive the thought of the Lord. I declare that Christ in me, the hope of glory. I am awakened to the reality, to your presence, to your glory in me. I declare this morning for my brother and my sisters and my brethren all across the continent all across the world I pray this morning that we will once again flow in the river of your spirit your your will will find inroad in our life yes Lord that we will become part of that remnant generation a company of people who seek to do your bidding who seek to live for you who seek yes Lord to walk in complete obedience oh hallelujah I was reading a scripture this morning as I was preparing for this message, looking at the context that brought David into the limelight of one that God has found. It's important that we understand that sometimes, you know, that we, we read scripture or we, we look at, you know, things. But we, 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 we really don't emphasize on the context that allows such word or such, you know, uh, uh, message or such person, amen, to come to limelight vis-a-vis David. There was There's a context to David. Now, let me quickly read the scripture and then I will begin to look at, yes, what is uh, uh, laid for us today. Hallelujah. Anyone joining me this morning, once again, it's a great privilege to uh, invite you once again to, to journey in that which the Lord, amen, is leading us into. We are transiting out of, yes, form, out of the old, out of, you know, man's idea, out of our own ways, out of our own, you know, idea, yes listen friends, we are all vessels in the hand of God and God will and God will do whatever he wants to do with our life. Either we like it or not. Either, you you know, we, you know, I, I've been through, you know, sometimes I say things and people were like, you, you, you don't seem, you don't understand. But what is it that, amen, we don't understand? The things of the Spirit, amen, are, are the most clearest things if you understand the ways of the Spirit. Meaning that, amen, God will use whatever means, amen, to To bring his perfection, to bring his intention, to bring his, you know, his counsels to bear in your life. And if that is not clear to you, then there are certain truths that you will reject because those truths does not fit into your narrative of what is, amen, what is spiritually correct. God will use persecution, he will use trials, he will use friends, he will use people, he will use the death of loved ones, he will use yes the the, the you know the the, the 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 needs of your of your life, lack of finance. He will use so many things yes to bring to bring forth the vessel that he has designed and ordained to carry out his prophetic will. So, if you have not learned, if you are not, if you are not learning, yes, to embrace the dealings of God, you will be seeking a way of escape. And when you when you when you seek a way of escape, guess what? Uh, uh, somewhere down the line, maybe three 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 months or three years, amen. Yes, ahead of you, you will face the same thing. One of the things that we have learned in David is that he's not one to run away from challenges. This life we live in, this world we live in is a falling world and it needs people, amen, who understand, who carry the spirit of truth, who carries the grace of God, who carries the ways of God, hallelujah, in in helping those who are seeking deliverance. We cannot talk about, amen, uh, the things of God if we're not willing to embrace truth. Today, declaring truth and preaching truth has become one of the most challenging things. Why? Because truth will confront our values. Truth will challenge, yes, our narrative. Truth will challenge even our perceptions. They say perception is everything. Unfortunately, that's not true. (laughs) If you have the wrong perception and you believe in that wrong perception, you will end up in, in where the Bible calls, amen, destruction there's a way that seems right, when, when certain things seem right to you, but are not right in the in the eyes of the Lord how do you think the end will, will pan out <laughs> hallelujah, let's look at the scripture quickly, I, I was looking at this the, the easier we, the, 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 the sooner we submit and surrender to the dealings of God and that's why, amen, not too long ago in fact, was it Sunday, the Lord reminded me again, Isaiah where is the cross in your message it's amazing that <laughs> we, we 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 you can start well amen and as you continue to move suddenly amen suddenly you realize that amen you 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 are being derailed you are being shifted away from the center core my the center core of my message amen is the cross because it's from the it's from the cross that we understand that Christ is the center <laughs> without 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 the cross there is no center you know that without the cross, there is no center. You cannot fa- factor Christ in your life. You can be talking about him, you can be even preaching about him, you can be teaching about him. But if the cross is not vivid, if the cross, hallelujah, is not within your life, and guess what? There's no there is no there is no cross without pain, there is no cross without sacrifice, there is no cross, amen, without you crying, Father, help me. The Lord was reminding me don't forget about the cross while you're teaching about all this thing because the emphasis of your message will speak to how you are directing the heart of the people I don't want you to, to miss or to to, to get a, a wrong impression of what we are preaching or what we are declaring on this platform. This platform is not like any other platform. No, this platform is calling us, hallelujah, to be like Christ. And to be like Christ means we have to embrace death. We have to embrace, yes, barrier. We have to embrace resurrection. Before we begin to talk about, you know, the joy of ascension, many of us, hallelujah, we want the ascended life. We want many of the things we claim to be blessing and manifestations of the ascended life. But how do we begin to talk about the ascended life when we have not even embraced our own cross to die? We have not learned to carry our own cross to Golgotha. Hello? All of these are principles embedded, locked within the life and nature of David. Yes, the things of God will not be born and bought by the flesh. We are shifting, moving away from the order of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There's a, there's a dimension called the tree of the, the, the fruit of the tree of life, the tree of life and that tree amen yes bears fruit fruit just as the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil bears fruit the fruit you have partaken that you are eating hallelujah would would define amen your values what you embrace as truth and what you reject hallelujah there are there are things god is calling you to embrace but you're rejecting them because of how amen christianity has been has been defined to you I, 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 I still, I still stand to say that many of the challenges we are faced with today, amen, is because of how we understand, amen, the narrative that we have come to abide and accept, amen, as 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 the will of God. Many things that we call the will of God are not the will of God, amen. Sometimes, in most cases, the will of God is for you to go through something, but uh, something says, "Why don't you just bypass it?" No, no. We read the scripture, uh, uh, was it two years ago? It said, it is a need that I go through Samaria. And it's from there that he he began to, amen, confront an issue in the life of a woman by the well. Come on. Many of us are afraid to face things. We are afraid, hallelujah, to, to to confront things the way they are. Of course, confronting them means we have to confront them with the grace of God, with the spirit of God, with the wisdom of God, with the knowledge of God. No, we rather bypass them. We rather, amen, deny them. We rather ignore those things. And seek a way of escape. The cross is not a way of escape. It's a way that we pass. Amen. To get to victory. Hallelujah. Is somebody listening to me this morning? I said I want to read a scripture. I'm just speaking as a leading of the spirit. Yes. Uh, By the way, sorry about what happened yesterday. I was was on fire for the Lord. I was just declaring. Suddenly the sound went. First of all, the the network went. And then the sound people could not hear me. I really didn't know what happened. Well, I, I just stopped the whole thing and tried to restart again and the sound was perfect. I'm sure everybody can hear me this morning. <laughs> I don't know, but guess what? These are the days that we're living and we must not give up. Amen. We must just continue. So, apologies about that. But thank God this morning. Amen. We're here and we will continue to bring the counsels of God. And if your if your heart is really hungry, if you if you're thirsty, if you if you if you really, hallelujah, want to drink then we have we have we have brought ourselves to the brook. We have brought ourselves to the riverside. Amen. We want to drink. We have we have been invited to the table we want to eat the meal of god we want to eat the we want to eat manna the angel's food earlier we want to be transformed into the image of god may it not be said amen that we have we are we we are not compromising the quality of the food that we're presenting on the table where is the cross in what you're saying may we not become so you know sensual that the cross is not being projected in the message because the cross is the way to ascension, hallelujah the cross is the pathway to ascension I, I said I wanted to give you a context to I mean, this, this message that we are dealing with this this comings of God, this speakings of God alright, and uh, this is almost towards the end but it's important let's look at this 1 uh, Samuel 1 Samuel chapter, chapter 15 alright, and uh, verse okay, let's look at verse 17 And Samuel said Although you were once more In your own eyes Talking about Saul And Samuel said Although you were once more In your own eyes Have you not become the head Of the tribe of Israel The Lord anointed you King over Israel And sent you on a mission Saying go and devout to go and devout to this dist- to, to destruction go and devout to 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 to, to destruction the symphony the sinful amalekites fight against them until you have wiped them out so why did you not obey the lord why did you uh, Why why did you not obey the Lord? Why did you rush upon the plunder? Please note that. Why did you rush upon the plunder and do evil in the sight of the Lord? Not in the sight of men, in the sight of the Lord. Verse 20. But I did obey the Lord, Saul replied. I want you to look at the context because it's important. Context is very, very important, amen, to, to understanding what God is saying, what God is demanding, what God is requiring. Let somebody say, but you see, you don't understand. No, we've got to look at the context because context will give us insight into why God said he has found a man all right it wasn't that before 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 David came to the scene there were no people serving god they were serving god on their own terms they were serving god amen yes by by you know by making their own choice and decision amen it was uh, if it's convenient i will serve him if it's not convenient amen i won't serve him this is what we are looking because you know king Saul represent yes the entire order the entire value system and value chain of how People, Amen. Yes, interacted and relate, Amen, with each other. Yes, verse twenty. But I did obey the Lord. This is what you know. Saul was saying to you know to Samuel, I did obey the Lord. Saul replied, I went to the mission that that the Lord gave to me. I brought back King Agag of the Amalekite, Amen, and and devoured the Amalekites to destruction. The troops. Listen, the troops, he didn't say, I did it. This is a king who is abdicating his responsibility. Verse 21, I'm reading. The troops took the sheep and cattle from the plunder. He didn't say, I did it. He said, the troops The troops took, amen, the sheep and the cattle from the plunder. The best of the things devoted to destruction in order to sacrifice to the Lord your God at Gilgal. Samuel then replied. Samuel declared, "Does the Lord delight in burnt offering and sacrifices? Does the Lord delight? Hello, but amen. Prior to this time, there's been amen a, a system of worship that requires burnt offering and sacrifice. So, so what Samuel is saying, amen, here is Hey, yes. The Lord." gave you, amen, an order of worship that requires burnt offering, and sacrifice. But this is in obedience to His voice. It's not something that you do to replace obedience. In other words, the bond, sacrifice, amen, and whatever you're offering, amen, is as, as a result of the demand of God, the, the, the requirement of God. You don't replace obedience with burnt offering, and sacrifice, which is what, amen, many did back then and many are still doing today. In fact, it is the whole order of why people, amen, worship God and go to church today. And that is why you're going to see that in David, God began to shift this order. And of course, this is the voice of the Lord speaking through Samuel. Does the Lord delight in burnt offering and sacrifice as much as in obedience to his voice? Behold, obedience is better than sacrifice. And attentiveness, attentive, that means listening, is better, amen, than the fats of rams. I'm reading from the NIV. Verse, 20, verse 23, for rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft or divination. And arrogance is like the wickedness of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you as king friends this is the context to which the lord hallelujah began to engage began to deal with began to you know you know lay down if you will the foundation for 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 his manifestation for him searching listen friends god is still in search today just like in the days amen of of Saul after Saul was rejected amen like i said what i just read now is is a total summary of a, of, a, of a period in season of a, of a, of, a of, of you know of of, a, of an entire spiritual you know uh, decadence, amen. That that, that played is, is itself out in in the entire nation of Israel. In a day where the the, the order of, of, you know, of of priesthood, amen, has totally neglected the order of God, the ways of God, the principle of God. You know that, amen, we were talking about a period in time where Eli, amen, was the priest. His sons, amen, the Bible says they they were sons of Belial. Can you imagine? The sons of Eli were referred to as sons of Baal. Meaning that their life was actually a gateway for Baal to reign in Israel. The word Baal, amen, is a gateway, amen, for satanic, demonic, you know, operations within realms. So w- w- when certain people dedicate themselves, amen, or are known as sons of Belial, it, it tells you how far the sin of the of, of the people of God had, you know, had gone. Now it, it's it's in all of this environment of rejection and neglecting of the things of God the ways of God the standards of God amen in the day where an uh, appearance becomes the, the 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 standard of approval amen in the day where what we do because you know uh, King King Kings king, uh, king you know King Saul said but I did obey I did obey the Lord I did went amen to fight the amalekites amen I killed them but I also spared the king and 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 you know the the, the the armies, my, 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 my generals, my leaders, they took the cattle for burnt offering to offer to the Lord. We know that was a lie in Gilgal. So in a day where the, the, the standard of God's counsel and word, amen, is no longer, re, you know, revered. In, in, in fact, what the Lord is saying here is, and if I read further that scripture, you're going to see something. Because when Samuel, began to, when Samuel began to speak to, you know, to Saul, Saul said, okay, um, you know, yes, indeed, I have seen, I've seen, because I fear the people. Maybe I should go back to that scripture. He said, because I fear the people. And, and while I was reading, it dawned on me. Why would you fear the people? I mean, the people was afraid of Saul. Why would he be afraid of the people? No, Saul was afraid of the number of the people. He said, because I fear the people. You remember again all right, when he was finally judged. After the, they have told him to wait. That the prophet is coming to sacrifice. He said, when I waited the first day, the second day, the third day, the fourth, day, the, fourth day, the fifth day, I didn't see you. And I saw the people scattering, the people moving away from me. He said, I had to offer the sacrifice. So you begin to understand the character, the nature, amen, of what drives, of what drives, amen, the life, hallelujah, of a man, excuse me, that what drives the, the life, amen, of the kind of leadership in Saul. Because Saul, if you will, lays the foundation, if you will, defines the environment that introduced David into the into into the scene that's what i'm talking about what what brought David amen into the scene is what I'm what I what I want us to look into because that is very important amen if we don't understand where we're coming from if we, if we don't understand amen the the, the 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 brokenness the shatteredness amen of the altar of God if we don't understand the the the, the, the defaming ah yes of of Christ amen if we want if we don't understand the degree of wickedness and perversion Version, amen, or, or, or the, the degree of the callousness of heart amen, that we have imbibed, if we don't understand how how we have fallen amen, how we have shifted and moved away from the ways of God and the values, amen, of the standard of God, if if that has not done on us, then we will never appreciate why we need to develop and walk into the order of a life, amen, that God found in David, you won't understand it, are you getting the point that I'm making? if you and i do not understand how 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 the church yes has been has been has been so battered and and, 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 and and polluted if we don't understand the degree to which iniquity and wickedness amen has, 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 has flung into the church vis-a-vis into the hearts of those we even go to church this is not a new thing we also saw that in the scripture it was in in, in, I I think Jeremiah Jeremiah chapter 7 where God said to the prophet he said go and stand at the gates of the entrance of the church and say this word to the people stop saying the temple of the Lord the temple of the Lord the temple of the Lord stop using my name in vain stop pretending and, 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 and gathering every Sunday but your heart amen is seeking the worship of Baal but your heart amen Is seeking something else, you are still into all kinds of things, ancestral worship. But Sunday morning, you come to me when you are in trouble, you come to me. But on Monday, Tuesday, you go worship the the god of gold, you go worship him, the god of iron, you go worship the god of mammon. And Sunday morning, you are, you you know, you're at your best dressing, you appear before me. God says, Stand at the gate, you got to check this out stand at the gate and speak this word. You see, you can't play games with God, because God is the one who tracks the heart. He tracks the heart, and we saw that when God sent a man Samuel to the house a man of of you know of 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 Jason, the father of David, he said he said, "Go there. I have found myself one who is going to replace Saul. I found myself a king, but this king." It's not because uh, uh, he, he, he looks, you know, he looks kingly. He looks, yes, uh, uh, you know, well, well mannered. Uh, he looks nice. He, he had all the accolades and all the profiles, amen, and all the resume of one that that, that fits into a king. Like when they saw saw this king that I have found speaks to me in relating to the condition of his heart I have found in David ones whose heart is after me have you seen something here? Are you seeing something? There? The state and the condition of a heart matters to what God, hallelujah, is looking for. If God is, if you ever ask God to use you, if you ever ask God to make you an instrument, a vessel, particularly in this season of of decadence, in this season of iniquity, in this season of wickedness, listen to this. You 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 must first of all separate yourself, yes, from the mess, and you have to have a heart. That is pulsating towards God. Listen to this. Let me say it. And and I want you to hear this loud and clear. To walk with God is a lonely walk. Because not many people are going to appreciate or are going to hail you when you begin to walk with God. Because to walk with God is to walk with the truth. And the truth is no longer popular in our day. I'm sure you know that. I'm sure you know that. I mean, if you look at what happened in the in this just past Grammy, uh, Grammy award that took place in America, I mean, some of the best gospel artists, Maverick City, I mean, there was one of their songs that I used to love to, you know, to play. These people were in that same group where perversion and iniquity was was reigning, where people were literally worshipping the devil in this last grammy award that thing was dedicated to lucifer you can see it's not it's not it's not a hidden thing no it was clearly open it was an open thing right there and there they were all wearing red worshiping lucifer christians too are there and they called you know them to come and collect their you know award and you see them mumbling they have no power to speak the truth to declare the word why because they are looking for fame they are looking for recognition i'm telling you friends i'm telling you listen one of the things that god dealt with me when he called me was isaiah if you're going to if you're going to live for me if you're going to serve me you must first of all get rid of the fear of men you need to know me because it is those who know god hallelujah have the boldness and the courage to speak truth to power. If you don't know God but you know religion, you have no power. Oh dear, how do you dare? How dare you want to speak truth to power? But you see, when you have a revelation of God, and that is what makes Amen, David, one of the key vessels that God, amen, is is raising in this end time as a spiritual lifestyle. Amen. You have to have boldness to confront Goliath. There were a lot of Goliath, amen, in that, in that, in that hall where the Grammy Amen took place. There were a lot. I mean, you how dare you? These are people who have achieved, they have done so, but guess what? All of those things are nothing in the the eyes of God. Opportunity we are given to people to speak, to preach, and say what? In fact, to move away, to, to say we are not going to be part of this. This is, this, is, this is an offering to Lucifer. Where do you stand? Where do we stand, church? Maverick City. I'm sure many of you have listened to their music. Many of you, you see, that's why I keep saying it's not about your gift. It's not about your talent. You Go back to that teachings we did. If you go back to that teachings we did, yes, on vision, purpose, and focus. Uh, listen, it's not about your talent. It's not just even about purpose. If what you define as purpose, hallelujah, and, and calling and all of that is not entrenched in Christ, the giver of vision, your vision or your so-called purpose would get to a limelight and you find yourself, you know, <laughs> compromising the, the standard of God. When, when you stand before things that men have built, that dwarf every other thing around you. Remember, the mountain of the Lord is rising amidst other mountains. According to Amen Isaiah 2. If you are not solid, you are not strong in the revelation of God, you are going to bow the knees. You wouldn't know what to say when you are given the opportunity to defend your faith. I mean, I felt ashamed. The perversion that man have come to embrace in the name of I am my own God. I am the captain of my own ship. And not just Marvel City, there were others who were there in the same. I'm just, that's the latest example that I can use. Just to help us to see how far we have shifted from God. Yet, these are people that, amen, many, many Christians look up to. Amen. Yes. How far have we fallen, friends? These are all the contexts that we see also in the day of David. Before David came to the limelight, you know, you know, the the the, the people of God, they, their walk with God was was at their best low. In fact, in fact, one of the sons of of of, of Eli, alright, who's who, who who was excuse me one one of the sons of Eli who got married to this wonderful lady, alright. The the scripture said when she heard that the ark of God has been captured at the battlefront because Israel was losing the battle of course, we always lose the battle when we have abdicated the presence of God, when we have left God behind when we think we can do things by our own might and power, when you think your wisdom and knowledge, hallelujah, yes will will, will give you the victory when you think your, your qualification and your skill and your creativity is what will give you, you know, the breakthrough God will prove you wrong okay if you think you can do it by your own self go ahead It will give you the opportunity hallelujah yes to go and use your your wisdom that that, that is born from the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil so, uh, good and evil the, the scripture said amen when israel realized that they were losing the battle suddenly they realized but wait a minute we've got the ark of god let's bring the ark of god and so they went to bring the ark of god the very ark of god remember these are people who have rejected god but see they like the things of god and this is the this is the this is the wickedness this is this is the most dangerous thing that i am afraid of that when my heart is no longer aligning with god and still i am seeking to use god and use the things of god to promote and to project myself that is the most you know state of wickedness that you can get to as a person That prayer becomes a tool just to escape. That prayer is no longer a call to devotion and intimacy. You just want to pray to get out of the trouble. You just want to pray to get that breakthrough. You just want to pray to get that miracle. You just want to pray. Listen, God is not a father Christmas. God is not some tools that you use. God has called us to relationship. And that's where God said, I found in David a heart, a heart, a heart. You see, heart is the place where amen, Yes, where where we worship is the place where we co- commune Where we communicate Where we interact, hallelujah Where we relate with God and the things of God Whenever God wants to do a new thing It starts with the heart of man That's the point, that's that's what we're talking about If our heart is not recon- reconfigured If our heart is not turning back To God and to the things of God Listen to me, I don't care what we build God has given us resource Don't make the mistake Don't ever make the mistake. God has given man resource. There's enough resource to build things on earth without inviting God. You see, but that's an abuse of the things of God. The abuse of the things of God is to use the things of God without consulting God. The fact that we have enough resource does not mean, hallelujah, that we can do whatever we want to do. And that seems to be what we are doing. Ah. We know that God will always turn up. You know, it's like like Moses who made the mistake. God told him, amen, speak to the rock. He went to strike the rock. Guess what? Water still flowed out of the rock. So it's not even about the miracles that we claim. It's not even about the big things that we claim we're doing. It's not even about the manifestation. Somebody says, well, the manifestation proves otherwise. The end justifies the means. Can't you see? and i will always argue the means justifies the end you know there are things that i had the opportunity to 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 acquire to get there are influence and position that i had the pos- i had you know the 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 opportunity that's the word i had the opportunity you know in the world they will tell you seize the opportunity not in the things of God. There are certain opportunities that God will tell you, to walk away from. Why? Because you you're prophetic, you have an understanding. There are there are there are situations that I, I should have sought a way of escape, but God says no, stay there. Why? It doesn't make sense. Well, it doesn't make sense to you, but to God, it does make sense. The one who called you. You see, it's not about being able to use. It's not about how to use your gift. It's not just about how to. No, God is the one using us. We're not the one called to use him. You see, religion is using God, using prayer. You know, using things, using people, you, you understand, using your talent. Yes, that's religion for you. I'm I'm, sh- I'm sharing something very important in relating to, you know, David. When we talk about, amen, the key of David, you've got to understand that this is a key that unlocks the heart of Christ. J- Jesus said, I am the door. So when we talk about the key of David, we're talking about a key that I have, uh, have the access to unlock the heart of Christ. This is what is in my heart. The deep things of God, the revel- You see, spiritual things are revelation. If they are not open to you, you don't know them. So when God says, "Hallelujah, yes, I am the one," God, God is introducing Himself. He says, "I am the one with the key of David." Go read, you know, Revelation chapter three. I am the one. What is this key of David? The key that can access not just things but the heart of the Father. we want a key that can access things access the nation access new platform access you know new new opportunity for business all those things are good but when we first seek the kingdom of god first and his righteousness it's in that context that they give us the key to access to open the nations Are you you, you getting something here? Are you picking what the Spirit of the Lord is emphasizing? Because if we don't understand this emphasis, we will only limit this message to many other messages that we have heard before. I'm sure I'm not the the only one. This will not be the first time you've heard a message, yes, that, that, that speaks to the key of David or that speaks to the restoration of the tabernacle of David. You see, this is not about just building something for God. This is about becoming an habitation, a place that God can walk through, a people that God can walk through, and these people are scattered all across the earth. They are formless. You will walk past them without knowing who they are. You will call them Mr. Mr while they are prophets standing before the lord carrying hallelujah yes the very burden of the nation upon their shoulder you would trivialize them because they are not wearing a camisole they are not wearing you know a a robe they don't have a chain on their neck but they are they are the one carrying hallelujah the the tribe of the nation of god amen upon their shoulders and of course wearing it as a breastplate amen yes upon their chest If you are not wise, you will walk and and overlook this company of people. Because Sunday morning you may not see them in church. Who told you that Sunday morning validates your walk with God? Let's stop lying to ourselves. God wants us to meet. God wants us to worship. God wants his people to assemble. And we've got to understand what the assembling of the people of God means. We don't assemble to worship Baal, to worship religion, to worship the worship, to worship the music, to worship man. Our assembly is not unto it. Was David who says earlier, yes, our assembly shall be as unto the Lord. Come on, this message should probe our heart, it should help us to evaluate. Because, listen friends, we are in a day where God must show up, but God doesn't show up, amen. Just head it out. God will not show up without a people ready to carry him. God doesn't turn up in a place where there are no people who have sacrificed, who have longed for, who have cried out. Listen, this is not about revival. This is about, amen, God turning up. There are so many things that we want to revive that are dead. God says they are dead, let, let them go. Let the dead bury their dead. I'm talking about the reformation of our heart. I'm talking about the, re- re- the restoration of our heart back to the right, hallelujah, beating order. There is a way and there is a direction to which our heart should beat. I found in David a heart after me. Heart after me. Not after my things. Saw, so, amen, was after the things of God. He said it was the troop. That took the sacrifice, that took the offerings, so they could sacrifice unto the Lord. Does the Lord delight in burnt offering? Come on, this is what we have focused and based our our Christianity, our worship, our sacrifice, amen, of of, of, of the things of God on. Yes, we've brought Tango for those who have given big offerings, big tithes, big all of this, all in sacrifice. Good. But if it's not configured by the right heart, I'm sorry. Done the wrong thing. There are people paying tithe but are not paying it because truly their heart really delights in seeing that the work of God is become a burden. Whenever that you know uh, uh, our tithe or offering becomes a burden to us, it tells us that we have missed God, that something is not right within the configuration of our hearts because that thing that you are even giving is not yours, it belongs to God. But you recognize him and you say, Lord, that which you've given to me as a steward, I'm returning it back to you. I I trust you enough that when I do this, your kingdom will continue to advance. He said that there may be meat in my house. But when that becomes a religious thing, when that becomes something you do, basically as a way of escape, the well, you know, you're going to for consultation. And you know, when you consult, you know, the the, the priest, you must bring an offering. If that is the way you are treating the things of God, then I'm sorry to say that you have totally been deceived. You've missed intention of God so this is a message that is calling us to, to reconfigure to redirect to restructure our life back to how God you see God looks deep into the heart when God looks into the heart he's searching for something it's called motive it's called motive and this is something that we find in the life of David David will always check his motive the law will deal with David based on his motive based on his motive Motive is very, very important to anything we do. Motive is what has led me to so many things that I'm doing. Sometimes you hide your face, not because you don't want people to see your face, but because of motive. We can do the right thing for the wrong reason. Let me repeat it. We can do the right thing for the wrong reason. I am not an ambitious person. Or oh, if I was, certainly I would not be where I am. And there's a reason for that. Not because I, I I grew up not you know not 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 seeking ambition. No, I was very ambitious growing up. I also want to be somebody. I wanted to do something. I wanted to prove a point because that's the that's the that's the agenda of ambition. You want to prove a point. Either to your family, to your clan, to your community, to your you know friends, your colleagues, am to maybe you know uh, 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 your nation. You always want to prove that is the heart of ambition. You always want to prove. Uh, well, I'm not a failure. I'm I'm a success. So you want to prove if you're a success you don't need to prove you just manifest success the most successful people are not ambitious people they are driven by vision they are driven by purpose they are driven hallelujah by selflessness that is the heart of success but if ambition Is what drives you. The day something about that thing that you're ambitious about begins to fail or fall, your walls start coming down. That's why people commit suicide. That's why they go into depression and all kinds of things. Why? Because ambition is what, amen, yes, motivates what they're doing. Not love. Not passion. Hallelujah. It's a day for us to check our Check our life, and it's very difficult to check, to cross check, to keep our hearts in the right order in the midst where almost everyone has gone crazy, have gone bonkers, are uh, doing their own thing. When amen, the the, the, the the idea of seeking God, amen, is to basically use God and use the things of God. That's that's a general standard to the point unbelievers will tell, you, I don't want to be a Christian, why? Because they can see, they've got TV, they can watch. They see what's going on social media. They see the lies. They see the games. They see the, they, they see the comedy <laughs> being played out in the name of God. And it's like, are you telling me that God is in this thing? Come on, tell me something else. But the people must emerge that can prove them wrong. That what you see out there, though they may sound popular, but God still have seven thousand. God still have a company of people that have not bowed themselves to bow. That have not given themselves yes to the worship of the foreign gods that they are still company of people whose life they may they may be afraid they may be in hiding but God is about to bring them out and they are about you see when you walk with God to a certain level fear becomes a thing of the past courage becomes what motivates and directs your steps and this is what we found in David all right. So we we are looking at this morning. We're looking at Amen. Yes, the background foundation that forms the emergence of this spirit called David. Remember, we have already said even uh, as a New Testament order. Let's you say let somebody say, "Well, that's Old Testament." Well, you read Romans chapter one. Romans chapter one began to tell us, Amen, that even Jesus came through Amen the lineage of David. And the last time i read amen uh you know Luke chapter 2 the scripture says amen it says be, see be, behold today amen a king a savior is born in the city of david and I told us a few days ago, I said, the city of David, amen, which which is a, a, a type of a value system where the things of God are ashed or are born into the earth. David is the womb, the birth, that brings forth the things of God into the earth. If you want God to move, amen, in your community, in your church, hallelujah, in, in, your, in your kingdom community or in your business, amen, you've got to have the kind of a heart found in David is the key. That unlock things. That allow the things of God to flow into the human realm. If the scripture put it there, laid it there, amen. That Jesus Christ was born through the lineage of David. They didn't say through the lineage of Jason. I keep repeating that. It's important. Because, amen. uh, Yes, Jason birthed David. But there is something about David that was not found in Jason. David is the beloved of the Lord. David, hallelujah you know, carries the construct of a life that whatever he does are done from the position of his love for God. That's why it's called the beloved. The meaning of David means the beloved, the loved ones, the beloved of the Lord. And this is why God spoke to us from revelation, amen, from the, from the position of the church of Philadelphia, not from the church of Ephesus. Ephesus is powerful. They didn't speak to us from the church of Ephesus. They spoke to us, amen, in regards to the key of David from the order of the church at Philadelphia. All of this, like I said, we've got to understand within the context of the seasons that we are living. You ask me, what is God saying today? God is saying that we must mature. Because when we begin to deal with David, then we're talking about amen, a process of growth, a process of development. David was anointed, you know, three times before he finally took the throne. David had the opportunity, yes, to take the throne by, by, his, by his strength, by his own sword. But he refused because he knew that it was God, amen, who had called him and who, who is giving him. You see, when God is giving you something, you don't take it by force. <laughs> I say, when God has given you something, nobody can take it from you. How many times we claim God has given us something? And we've, we start using our strength and muscle to, you know, to, 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 to try to, you know, uh, uh, get the thing. Well, no, no, no. You have to learn something about the process of time. And this is something we found in David. David had learned how to wait. How to wait. Your waiting period, amen, is your formative period waiting is not like standing waiting hallelujah is a is a process of spiritual mental psychological amen and even biological development there are certain grace there that you will not come into until you come to certain age to certain depth of understanding when david earlier came to the throne he's been a hallelujah in operation from the days of 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 of, of Samuel, there's another thing I I, I I quickly want to touch on. You see, there there is a prophetic grace that must go ahead of you for a David to emerge. Samuel was the was the was the was the was the was the, was the foundation. Samuel earlier was the environment. Amen. That that prepared the ground for David, for the spirit of David. What, what, I, what am I saying? I'm saying if we're gonna see and, and, and walk into the spirit of David, then a prophetic company called the Samuel Order must emerge. There must be a Samuel, hallelujah. Not an Eli, a Samuel. Remember that Samuel grew up amen in the house of Eli, but Samuel had been chosen by God. Samuel had been called by God. Samuel must still go through a season of growth and development as the prophetic is maturing and growing and becoming more more robust in, in, in in its understanding of the ways of God. So you have David growing at the background. (laughs) many many of the people that we are speaking to that we are you know mentoring that we are discipling I believe are kind of a Davidi company of people that's if they're tracking with the true heart if they're not tracking with the true heart all they will have is just a message and that's it but if they're tracking with the true heart if they're journeying with God sincerely if they're meditating on the things that we're talking about because the things that we've been talking about here oh they're such an enriched word that even me myself when I go back I say Lord Jesus this is rich if you would take this thing to heart listen to this the spiritual environment you grow up Will shape and determine and even form your value of the things of God. That's why God is calling a lot of people out of the organized church religious system. And God is connecting them, yes, to, you know, to the Samuels of this world. They will take people, they're taking them out of places, out of big things. And they say, "Go, go join yourself, go align yourself with that man. Go align yourself with that woman. She has something. The Bible says Priscilla and Aquila took this young man that was eloquent, that only knew the baptism of John, they took him and they taught him the way of the Lord, more perfect. Yeah, these people were not pastors, but they mature in the things of God. You see? So, so some people right now, God is calling them, God says, hey, hey, you you go align yourself. When you align yourself, recognize that you want to learn. Don't play pali-pali recognize your position recognize what you want you want to grow you want to develop like like Elijah Elijah has been called of God but he needs to mature through the tutelage hallelujah of Elijah Elisha excuse me Elisha must grow but he must submit himself to the ministry of Elijah we've got to understand that leadership in this new day is not one that lorded over the people is one hallelujah that is willing (coughs) to train To build, to equip men and women with the values that will allow them to effectively manage and represent their day of emergence. Their day of divine representation. Are you getting this? All of this we're tracking in David. Like I said, David is not an isolated man. No. There were things that shaped both negative and positive. You've got to understand the two work together. In the day of David, in the environment that David grew up, <laughs> the Bible says there were no much revelation. That was the day where, amen, the light in the house of God, the candle within the, within the temple of God was actually dying. That was the, the week, amen, of, 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 of the lamp, amen, is going down. The oil, amen, yes, is reducing. Men were no longer seeking the way of Zion in the day of David. People have been, have been, have been, have been, have been plundered, have been, have been abused and misused. People, amen, have been, have been tortured by the sons of Beliah, called sons of Eli. Eli, an old man, was, was, was ready to die. You know, he, he was done with the things of God. His sons have taken over and, and the expression of wickedness and destruction and the abuse of the things of God was the order of the day. It was that environment that David grew up. I hope you understand this, friends. That's why I say it's important that we put this into context. In the day where you said, let's go to church, and you, and youths are going to church, Friday going to church. Behind the church, they're having sex with each other. Behind the building of the church, they're kissing themselves, doing all kinds of crazy things. It's normal. <laughs> when you say youth night, ah, <laughs> that, that's another word, amen, for club nights. Come on, the fear of God is no longer in our midst. In that day, all kinds of crazy things. Homosexualism is allowed. Perversion is allowed. There is no separation between the holy and the profane. It was that environment. I'm trying to explain something to us. It's that environment that David grew. So don't just think David just, you know, appeared from nowhere <laughs> and God found him. No, no. For God to find in David a heart, it means that God has been scanning. God has been searching. God was looking for. Finally, God said, aye! One of the sons of Jesse actually loved me. Because everybody were told, they have been taught about God and the ways of God. It's like, a, it's like a man in the scripture. His name is Enos, not Enoch, Enos. The Bible says from the days of Enos, men began to serve the Lord. Enos was not far from the days of Adam when, you know, when creation fall, fell. And everybody had gone the way of God. But the Bible says there was, a, there was a man, a young man by the name Enos. He began to call upon the name of God. It was from there God began to teach me about prayer. Prayer is not, it's not a popular thing for everybody. In fact, when everybody is praying, you know, you need to scan their prayer because their prayer might just be to another God. But this guy, the Bible said, from the days of Enos, you will always find those handful, those, you know, you, you call them remnant. Everybody has gone crazy and gone bonkers and gone their own way. But these people just refuse. You find them in their house. In their in their lounge seeking God praying amen family yeah, the, the, the father taking his position as a priest in the house this is what amen we must stand and it's not the easiest thing i can tell you that sometimes when i when i when i put my foot down in my house and said no this is how things must be i tell you it's war it's war why? Well, because there's a general value system that wants to acclimatize you, that wants to culture you, that wants to tell you how things are. Don't you see that's how they do it there? Don't you see that's how everybody's doing it? But you're saying, but that's not how God has called us to do it. So it creates friction. And if you're not, if you're not careful, if you don't know how to handle that friction, you may lose your family. Why? Because you're trying to stand for God and stand for what is right and stand for truth. Truth is no longer popular. It's, it's difficult for even children today to accept. You find that, you see that in, in Saul, he was rebellious. Rebellion was the order of the day. In a day where parents all right, must submit, must submit to what their children is saying. Lest the children go take them to the social welfare and say, my daddy and my mommy are abusing me. <laughs> and they come for you. <laughs> they come for you. Are you getting the point that I'm... Are you, we have to wake up and understand. So, this is not about might and power. You have to. It's not the easiest thing to stand your ground because you have to wake up in all time to pray. You've got to pray the presence of God. This is not you trying to flex your muscle. No, man, if you try to flex your muscle this day, saying the name of, I'm the father, I'm the head, you flex your muscle in the prison. But if you take your position in the spirit, you see, govern government and governance, understanding and authority of the things of God, amen, are spiritually based. When you take your place in the things of the spirit, yes, you may not have all the time for your family, but when you take your place, your place in the things of the spirit, you will bring a different atmosphere into your home, into your ministry. Maybe you're a you're a you're a leader of a ministry, you're a pastor, you're an apostle, you're listening to what I'm saying. You're a prophet, you're listening. You've got to take charge in the spirit. Read my my book, amen, on redefining spiritual authority. It's not lording it. Jesus did not lord it over them. Jesus knew how to exercise authority, amen. You've got to combat. You've got to identify the wrong spirit, the rebellious spirit, the, 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 the spirit of rejection. You've got to, you've got to, because, listen, all we call democracy today, amen, is a camouflage of all kinds of spirit flowing into our space. What they did, amen, yes, at the Grammy Award. Is it not in the name of democracy? And who is taking advantage of that? Satanism. And people wonder why, amen, their life just take a different turn and everything is collapsing. That's why you see people in that world of, you know, of, of, of entertainment. They make it big time. They're very rich. But many of them they either kill themselves, suicide, they, they commit suicide, they're depressed. Many of them have married five, six times. They don't have a life. They're tired of being of, of, of being the world's entertainer. At some point, your gift even will begin to die down. Another person will take over. You see, so if you can't stand for, for God and stand for truth, you're gonna fall for everything. Are you getting the point, friends? Let's understand what the Spirit of the Lord, amen, is emphasizing. Does the Lord delight in burnt offering and and sacrifices as much as in obedience of his voice to his voice? David knew how to obey the voice of God. Yes, he had his mistakes, but he was quick to turn to God. And that's the point. The way you make mistake, you don't seek to be looking for fig leave and seeking to be blaming, or, and seeking to be complaining, and seeking to be looking for excuse. No, I have sinned. I have sinned. David recognized, David said, in sin and in iniquity, and in sin and iniquity, did my mother conceive me? David knew that a man, his weakness was an inheritance of a sin nature. No wonder he was able to cry to the Lord. Many of the things he wrote in the book of Psalms are the expression of his journey, of his life, of his dealings. That's why sometimes you read some psalm and you're like, David, how can you say such a thing? Those were expressions and God allowed that to be in the word so that we can see that this man is truly a human being. No wonder that the Bible said David served his generation, but he saw decay. But the Lord, because they were comparing him with the Lord, I told you that David's life, amen, several times in the scripture was actually compared to that of our Lord. That was how, you know, close this man walked with God. We want people who walk with God. You want to walk with God? Are you ready to be ostracized? Are you ready to be rejected? Are you ready? Yes. To do things differently. Are you ready to shut down that m- massive thing that you thought you built that everybody's hailing? But you know that thing is killing you. Amen. On the inside. Are you ready to walk away from certain people that you call fathers and mommy in the Lord? But you, because you know that these people, amen, they are not ready and they are not willing to let go of their compromise. I was watching something yesterday. Was it? Yesterday. Yeah, I thought it was yesterday. There's this church in Nigeria. In fact, that church is called the City of David. (laughs) I've heard about that church while I was in Nigeria. It's, it's, I mean, okay, let me just leave it that way. The City of David, that's the name of the church, City of David. And this has nothing to do with, I mean, uh, with, with my message, but... I, I was just watching, you know, because I like to watch some of the Nigerian news and know what's going on in my country, know how to pray and things like that. So this, this, this church, these people, they build, they build this, you know, uh, uh, this skyscraper, you know, this massive thing. In fact, now they call it the largest church in Nigeria, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. But this, this is a skyscraper with different uh, 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 platforms for different whatever, you've got hospitals, you've got school, you've got, mention it, they built it. It's massive. It's huge. It's a statement. In fact, the governor of of Lagos, where this church is built, attends that church. So you can imagine, but I can tell you, I can categorically tell you that many people, in fact, let me not just say many people, the system that drives that church has really ended the ministry of many people. I can say that because this is a church that has so much money that, if that church comes to your community and wants to start, just know that if God has called you, you close down your church. If you if you claim you're running a church, because they will, they are going to buy everything, everything. I mean everything that looks like you know church and Christian or property. I've been in a situation where or. I, a pastor was renting this property. He was running a church. This was before I left Nigeria. I'm saying this because I want you to see the iniquity that is in what we celebrate today. Because anybody who saw that, even when I look at that building, I say, "Wow, this is this is this is huge." But that is like amen, the same temple that Jesus, Amen, looked at. Remember when they called the attention of Jesus to the temple that Solomon, that you know, uh, uh, Herod built? The, some people say is one of the seven wonders of the world. As beautiful and grand as the thing, Jesus looked at it and said, Not one stone will be left on I mean, we cannot build things so so massive to validate iniquity. That's the point that I'm making. God may not judge it in my lifetime, but that thing will be judged, that system will be judged because that system has as not only hindered the move of God, but as actually caged and imprisoned people into an order of entertainment where we reduce God to is uh, going to bless you. He's going to prosper you. People that God is raising that God wants to make them a prophet. How do you raise a prophetic church in an environment of such? I was telling you about the story. This man, this church, they were running you know, this property. But because this same you know, church that is under you know uh, uh, this move of the city of David, which is under a bigger umbrella. They wanted to start a church in that area, and they lo- they love that structure that this church was running. So they approached this man. They said, we, "We want to we want to buy the property, but somebody is renting renting another church is renting that property. But guess what?" While that man is while that church is church is running, they bought the entire property without the awareness of the pastor. At the end of the day, that pastor was was forced to leave that property. Why? Because this almighty powerful organization has bought the entire building. And at the end of the day, that church left and that property that they that they bought they converted to one of their parishes. I'm talking about iniquity within the house of God. To have to have a church in every street, because this is this is the vision, this is the circle vision of, of the Jeho of this ministry that they want to have church, you know, in every street. So you can just take five steps to get to a church. To have a church in every house will not change Nigeria. We know that, because amen. The more building, the more structure, the more infrastructure we have, does not change or reconfigure the heart of people back to God. There's something different that must touch the heart of men. And I'm saying this to, to 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 you know to buttress this point. Another man who claims to be a, a powerful prophetic voice in Nigeria was asked a question recently about this same church, about the geo of this church. And this prophet, to my, to my wildest surprise, a journalist was asking him a question, what do you think about this church? What do you think about it? And this man said, this is supposed to be a powerful prophetic voice. And this man said, well, you know, I, I dare not say anything against such uh, 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 a place or a man because XYZ and I said to myself ah maybe I will not understand until I get to where these people have gotten to but guess what whatever I am going to be or become tomorrow, if it's going to make me compromise the truth and the values of God, I'm saying it right now, God I don't want it don't give it to me In fact, you take my life before I get to the point and place where I will have to be compromising because of the praise of men. This man who claims to be a prophetic voice in Nigeria when he was asked about this spiritual father and his influence, he said, all I can say is praise. I can only praise him. I said, but you know, you have seen In fact, there was a period you spoke against this man when I was in Nigeria. What happened? Because they too, they built big. Beware of what you are building because what you are building may cause you to compromise. Why? Because uh, they say he who lives in the glass house do not throw stones. Have you heard that proverbs before? If you live in a glass house, you don't want to throw stones. Guess what? But if you live in a house of bricks, you can throw stones because you are not afraid. So watch your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. If this is the last message I'm going to preach and you're going to hear from me, I I, I, I want to challenge you to challenge your own self. Are you preaching for people to see what are you doing? Are you doing it for people to hail you and recognize you? I have people, God, I have people that God have used to be a blessing to me. And they don't want to be known. They said, please, don't announce me. Don't tell nobody. I said, God, you know why? Does God can send such a people? Because I'm like that too i told you the environment that defines your house your life your place of spiritual growth and development will shape your own value system too will shape your your agenda you see when you bless a man and you want him to go and be announcing it or when he's saying it and he's not mentioning you and you get angry it's because amen you you you've given with the wrong motive. I mean, somebody blesses you and say, "Please don't announce me, don't tell, don't tell." Whenever you're preaching, don't even use. Me. Please make sure this person was. I'm like, okay, Lord, okay. <laughs> Why? Because they can see through your heart. They can see through your heart. They know you. They know that you are genuine. And I'm not that, I know that I'm not there yet I fail sometimes I falter but I ask the Lord help me because all I desire is to serve you, is to live for you and those who know me as a pastor, when I was a pastor they know it's the same thing I have told people hold your offerings and your tights if you're going to compromise the things of God we'd rather be struggling, be looking for rent. How to pay the, 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 the rent money of, of, of where we gather. Damn! To be collecting money that we know is blood money, is sacrifice that is not unto the Lord. You see, I'm not seeking to be some popular God knows what. No, no, no. Whatever you see me do, there's something motivating me. I want the advancement of the kingdom of God. I want people to know the truth. As I'm as I'm declaring this this word right now, there are very few people following me right now. But the moment I post this message onto my platform, some of the highest followers that I have that I'm preaching to my audience are from America. Sometimes I show my family, I say, look, 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 look at the number, look at the stacks. So I'm not a failure that I have two, three people, you know, liking or not liking. Does not mean that I don't know what I'm doing, so I preach beyond an audience that I can see. God is looking for a heart. I've got people following me yesterday. I was checking my stacks from the Bahamas. People are trunging. They 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 want this truth from the Bahamas. I don't I don't think I know anybody living in the Bahamas. I I'm, I'm just using this as a point. I'm saying when your heart when your heart is right, when your heart uh, uh, when you're seeking your heart to be right because only God can make our heart right, you see. But when when you have the right motive and you have the right agenda, you're not seeking to use God or use the things of God. You're not pushing yourself out there. You're not seeking yes to be you're not climbing people just to be no, no. You allow the ladder of God to take you. In your wilderness there's a ladder. Oh Whenever God wants to deal with a man, they plunge them into wilderness. Wilderness is what authenticates our spiritual quality of life. If you don't know the way of wilderness, if you have not been plunged into a day where you know suffering, pain, hardship, persecution, then you're not ready to be used for God. You're not ready. You're lying to yourself. You're bought a lie. The thing is, listen to this. In the wilderness, there's a God who sees you. It's called Billeroyd. The God who sees me. He sees you. Our problem is that we forget that God sees us. He knows where we are. When nobody sees you. When nobody cares. When when you think. Listen, there are days, period in my life that I think. Does somebody even know that I exist? Than the fact that I'm broadcasting. But I don't need to know if somebody knows. If he knows, then that's fine. And that is what we should be tracking. Because listen, the arm of flesh is going to fail you. There will be times that you may think I, you need to hear the voice of this man. I, I, you, but God tells me, don't broadcast today. I mean, there, there were Sundays morning that oh, I'm ready. And God said, don't turn this to another, you know, religious, you know, circle, Sunday morning, you know, tonic. And God said, okay, rather than preaching them, why don't you just spend time with your family? Why don't you just have fellowship with your family? Because you see, I've got to jostle the two, I've got to jostle the two. All of this, my heart must be tracking God. Are you getting the point? We want to unveil Christ and His kingdom. And that is not something we do by might or power. The things of God, no matter how you put effort into it, it's not going to make it work faster. Your heart, the condition of your heart is what will, amen, yes, connect you with God and what will allow God to unveil himself through you. If that's what he wants. People we call mighty men before God are small men. The ones we walk past and we don't recognize, we don't know them, are the most mightiest in the sight of Jehovah. You will see that when, when, the, when the prophet Samuel went to the house, or rather when you know, uh, uh, Jesse came you know, for sacrifice with his children. And he looked, and and Samuel, you know, looked at Eliab. I mean, Samuel must have looked at Eliab, of course, with his level of prophetic understanding, thinking, ah, this must be the guy. this must be the one God have chosen. He had all the looks and all the feeling and all the, you know, uh, uh, if you will, uh, courage of a king. God said, don't even consider him. And then God began to, you know, train His own prophet in the house, in the in this, in the altar of sacrifice. Say, hey, you look at the you look at the outward man looks at the outward. God looks at the heart, friend. This thing is a heart thing. That's why I keep telling people, yeah, 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 the, the 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 thing is, we we got to call the church the ecclesia. It's not about the name you call the thing. In fact, call it no name. The move of God in this season is a faceless, is a faceless move, is a no-name move. Ah, but if you meet each other, there will be a leaping. There's a way we can recognize ourselves. If if the name you call this thing is emphasized by ecclesia, then something is wrong. Let me repeat it again in case you didn't hear me. If the emphasis of what validates our move and the move of God in this season is because we call it the Ecclesia, not the church. Then we have missed God. Yeah? You apostle, you prophet, you teacher, we have missed God big time. Is the configuration of the heart. If your heart is configured and truly aligned, listen, we will connect. The Bible says, until we reach the unity, listen to this, they didn't say the unity of the faith, they said the unity in the faith, there's a unity in the faith, that unity is an order of the spirit, it's called the spirit of David, David understood covenant, no one they called a covenant with Jonathan, (laughs) oh Jesus We have to understand the pattern and the configuration of what the Spirit of God is demanding and requiring of us. Lest we call it, amen, Zachariah. Lest we call it, amen, the name we think is preferred. Listen friends. Greek definition does not validate truth and the true reality of spiritual things. Greek is like any other language. By the way, Jesus spoke Aramaic, not Greek. Hello. If we reduce the things of God to just uh, the accuracy of a language and not the spirits, when you gather and my spirit gather with you. As we move away from religion, as we move away from religion, we need to we need to wait a while in the journey in the wilderness to connect us to people of like mind and not create another religion out of the move of God. <laughs> as we move away from the organized church system from what is called wardom, from what is called Babylon. May we not allow the devil to create, amen, another platform looking, amen, like, sounding like God, but allah is the one driving it. That is the danger they want us. That is why they say, if the day were not cut short, even the very elect will be deceived. We in that day. That's why we have to be tracking this things by heart, heart to heart. We've got to be tracking this thing by heart, not by a name. Not by a title. Not by just doctrine. I told us before and I will repeat again, doctrine defines to us the framework of the spiritual value system that defines how we walk with God, how we understand the things of Christ. A doctrine that does not magnify Christ That does not put Christ in the center. is a teaching of demons. Camouflaging as a religious truth. Let those that have the ears hear what the spirit of God is saying. What are we doing? We're tracking. The emergence of the day of David. David, amen, like any other human being. Is is a human that can be touched with the feelings of, of our infirmity. He faced the most gruesome persecution. He faced rejection. In fact, many of the mistakes that David made was as a result amen of his rejection. We can see that. His desire, amen, to sleep with another man's uh, 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 wife is as a reje- is as a re- result of rejection. When you are when you face rejection in life, you'll be seeking for attention from all kinds of things. You'll be looking for all kinds of all kinds of approval. Yes, Me- when you look at uh, the, na- the nation, particularly when you look at you know the, the, the spiritual environment and in fact the kind of leadership quality that, we, that I see here in South Africa because I'm sent here, all right, you see that the major, the number one problem of South Africa as a nation is rejection and that's why everything we do is we want to prove a point we want to prove a point to the point that we bring destruction we need an apostolic grace and spirit to address that stronghold. Rejection is a stronghold. Rejection will make us to accept something and yet we will deny that we are accepting it. Because we don't want people to see us from a particular in a lens view. It's a It's a terrible thing for you to be suffering rejection and not know it. We have to deal with it. David suffered rejection. But he also understood. And in fact, I I think that because he suffered so much rejection, that's why he moved closer to God. And that's the truth. Many of the people that you see that have deep intimacy with God, if you check deep into their life, it's because they suffer rejection. I did suffer rejection, so I understand that. It's not the way the world system defines rejection to you. No, no, no. Real deep rejection. Rejection will make you to want to be pursuing, you know, all kinds of you know career. You want to be this, you want to be that. No, 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 no. So that when you get to your office and you get to wherever you're working, you become the boss, you become you become a demigod. You can no longer collaborate with people. You can't honor and respect people. If if people are not taking what you say, then nothing goes. It's a manifestation of a spirit. As it is in the workplace so it is in the church when the pastor stand and say my word is the final if he's not the one that gives the prophecy any other prophetic word is not you know, it's not accepted is a lie come on that's a spirit the world today is suffering rejection when I look at what is what happened at the grammy and people are bowing to satan why would they want to bow to satan because they, are, they, they feel rejected for so many reasons the nation of Israel face rejection. Feel rejected. And God, God, if you see sometimes the way God will speak to the nation of Israel, as if, amen, he's married to them. As if he's his wife. And He will call them back, amen, as a rejected wife. You've got to understand all of this truth. When you feel reject, re- rejected, I'm telling you, listen to this. When you're suffering rejection, rejection, marriage will not solve the problem sex will not solve the problem money will not solve the problem more children will not solve the problem more certificates will not solve the problem what will solve the problem is you truly allowing christ to reign in your heart not religion not how much money you give to the church not how much of commitment you know, you offer to church you're in church Monday from Monday to Sunday all of that will not solve the problem it's when you finally answer recognize your rejection identify amen, your denial surrender to God and allow him to do his thing and take your journey with him day after day one day after the other there will be days that you will almost feel like you want to go back. Remind yourself who you are and what you're seeking for. You've got to ask yourself, what am I looking for? What am I seeking for? Why am I here? Jesus asked the question, why are you following me? If we don't ask deep questions to ourselves, intimate, real question to ourselves, you'll fall for the lie and you reject the truth. We're restoring the tabernacle of David. And I pray that this tabernacle will be restored in your heart. I pray that the counsels of God will find inroad in your heart. I pray that God's will this morning all oh, will take deep root within the recesses of your heart. David David has become to us a divine pattern. David has become to us a standard. David represents The earthly portal of the coming and the manifestation of the kingdom of God. You want the kingdom of God to come into your life, to come into your space. It's not enough to pray, may your kingdom come. You also have to wear the kind of mentality to which will allow the kingdom of God to come. David has that heart. He has that order of life. He has that understanding. David, amen, has that key. Who do men say that I am? Access must be given to you to know. But you've got to have the attitude, the mindset, the belief system, the value standard of David. God, we want to hear your sound. Restore your work again in us. Bring us to the point and place where we surrender to our own way. The wisdom you think you have is foolish. The Bible says the wisdom of man is foolish in the eyes of God. Your righteousness is like a filthy rag before God. You can't help yourself. Why don't you surrender to Him who created you for a reason? Who shaped you? Who shaped your life for a reason? Who defined your life for a purpose? Why are you running from Him? Why have you taken religion and tradition to replace the place of true intimate, cononia relationship with God? let God be true let God be true let God be real it's not enough to read the Bible and lie to yourself the Bible must be clearly interpreted in accordance to the divine standard to the divine values of God yes somebody said well I just read the Bible and that's it I no. not <laughs> listen There are things you will read you will not understand. Except you come in contact with certain people. That's why God, amen. We want to save the Ethiopian Enoch. They told Philip. They said go join the chariot. First of all, stay, wait. In a place called Gaza. Gaza is a desert. There are many of us that God has placed in the desert of Gaza. Waiting for the Ethiopian Enoch to come. So we can connect them with truth. This man could read but couldn't understand he had no he had no understanding of what he was reading do you understand this i said how can i Except somebody gives me an interpretation certain decisions you're going to make in life will be delayed because you are refusing to connect with the true spirit, with the right heart, with the right people. I know many have have, have disappointed you. We have seen so many that have been disappointed in the body of Christ, and many will still be disappointed. But if you have the opportunity to align with truth, to align with true grace, to align, amen, with authentic voices, would you reject it or would you connect yourself? Don't let yourself to be deceived. Don't let somebody lie to you. God still have voices. God still have leaders. God still have men like David. David was a leader, but before he became a leader, with saw certain character, we saw certain position, we saw certain value system that formed and shaped the spiritual structure, the inner man, the inner man of this man called David. There are David's, God is raising. I told you that before David, amen, comes to the limelight, he must have gone through the formation of a prophetic voice called Samuel. Before the day of Samuel, there was a perverted order of priesthood called Eli. It was from that environment that God brought forth David in the midst of a rejected priesthood, a dysfunctional priesthood. A total collapse of the order of god where everybody have become a god to themselves it's in the midst of that that david connected with the true god doesn't that sound like the day we live in as a random friends of course it does say, I say i'm no longer going to church yes because you are the church church don't go to church but church must connect to each other church is an assembly church is not just amen an individual It's also an assembly. And God is assembling his church in this season. God is building his house. Whatever that house is or means will represent, amen, God's prophetic intention, hallelujah, for the region that God has ordained that church, that house. Are you getting the point? While God has one singular intention, that his kingdom, amen, be manifest on earth, that Christ they manifest on earth, yet, hallelujah, the manifestation and the configuration of that church differ from region to region, from places to places. The church of Ephesus is not the church of Thyatira. The church of Thyatira is not the church of Sardis. The church of Sardis is not the church, amen, of Philadelphia. We've got to understand who we are, what we represent. The church of Christ, amen, in, 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 in Zimbabwe is totally different from the church, hallelujah, of South Africa. Well, name defines to us amen, our political region, but guess what, that political region is what God wants to address, that political environment, amen, is what God wants us to, and that is why God is calling us to wear the nature of David, because David had the authority, he had the authority, amen, to deal with the spiritual system, the demonic system, the economic system, earlier, that governs the realm, that governs the life of the people, David has such power, why because David has the key it could connect with the heart of God. And therefore, it could bring down the Lord. It could bring the people hallelujah, to, to a path, to a direction where they could use their life to advance the purpose of God. In a day where everybody is confused, nobody believes again. It's time for a David to arise. You see, when David emerges, the people themselves are wicked. David restores, revives the spirit of the people. It renews, it rejuvenates the vision of the people. And that's what I'm doing. I am saying to you, don't give up. Don't give up on God. When you don't give up on God, God will connect you to the right people, to the right company. Yes. God has a way of taking you from your wilderness when he sees that you have passed, you've, 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 been, you've been equipped, you've been trained, you've been built, you have reached that point where they will showcase you. He will showcase you. For 18 years, nobody heard about Jesus. Oh, we heard about him Amen. when he was 12. And the Bible says, he submitted to his spirit because they were looking for him for three, for, for three days. And for the next 18 years, his surrender is submitted. By age 30, he showed up at River Jordan. By 33, his mission was done on earth. You've got to understand these things. So, never you think that because you are in a dry land, you are in a desert, you are in a place where nobody hears you, nobody sees you, nobody seems to understand if you are still alive. Listen to this. Heaven has not forgotten you. Go through the things he wants you to go through so that when you come out, you head to the throne if that's where God is leading you to. It's the same principle we saw in Joseph. But we're tracking David. Because the grace of the anointing in David May similar to that of Joseph, but there's a big difference. There's a big difference. All the icons that God used in the Bible all carry the dimension of Christ that we must imbibe if we must manifest the glory of God to our generation. Friends, I invite you again into this order of the key of David. God is giving us access into his treasure house don't give up, don't give up on God and don't give up on yourself, take your eyes off what you're seeing out there that's not the true church the true church is being formed Jesus said I will build my church he's still building you, he's building me and he's building many others and as he and as he builds us, he will bring us together to the place of formation you know what that means, we may never meet but we will collaborate. (laughs) Do you understand that? That's a spiritual church. They, They always collaborate. What I am saying today is an encouragement to somebody to rise up somewhere in Brazil to do something, somewhere, yes, in Mongolia, to rise up in China, to rise up, hallelujah, in Korea, to rise up in Ghana or in Nigeria or here, hallelujah, in South Africa. Is This is a sound that has a symphony. We are all playing a prophetic sound. Play your, play your part. Don't die before your time. Say to yourself, I will live, I will not die. I will fulfill God's counsel for my life. There is purpose in my suffering. There is purpose in my isolation. There is vision in my condition. I'm not going to cast my my, my, my my vision away just because I do not understand. No. You don't need to understand everything. Just follow. Follow him. Let him guide you. Let him lead you. Embrace the spirit of David. God, whatever you are to do in my life in this season, I yield myself to it. I surrender myself to it. This is the 10th part of this message. There's still more to come. Today we have dealt with the environment that brought David into the limelight. The environment is, is terrible. The environment is wicked. The environment is destructive. The environment is idolatry. The environment is perversion. The environment is the abuse of spiritual authority. The environment is a total collapse. Of, of, of political, you know, economic, spiritual order, total, total mess, and the father of David just sent David with bread, with cheese, and milk. Give some to the king and take it for your brothers. But that was the turning point. God's voice, God's counsel, God's dealing. Is in that which may seem ordinary. That's why I keep saying to you, don't take ordinary things for granted. Don't take, don't take them because God moves in ordinary things. I can tell, I can preach on that. I can write a whole book on that. How God moves in ordinary things. Things that look so minia, that look so uh, you know, the, the, the religion has taught us that when God wants to move, there has to be some man, spiritual, powerful, you know, my, mystical manifestation. <laughs> God wants to move. He sat on a well waiting for a woman coming to fetch water. The move of God are found in ordinary things, ordinary people. Who carry something supernatural they're not aware of until something triggers it. Oh, I pray today that God will connect you with, with, with what will trigger that divine order of God in you. I've been in the most in the most, I mean, in fact, till today I live my life in an ordinary way. Where I live, well, maybe people just know that I'm a pastor, but they don't know what I represent, what I do, you know, they just know, it's, you know, if you're a spiritual person, they just call you pastor. <laughs> Somebody even call you pastor. You say, Mister, Mister, God knows where, well, Mister Isaiah. You know, you know, I'm just ordinary, doing my own thing. But I know that I am not ordinary because I represent a government, I represent a priesthood, I represent a dimension that could shift the entire economic system of a nation. So it's not for you to prove anything to anyone. Is for you to listen to God's heart and God's voice and respond in obedience. Remember, it was the act of disobedience that brought David to replace one who rejected God. So you cannot afford to live your life in compromise, just because some people look very big or because you enter into some arena and everybody is looking—they're looking like, you know, like, like gods. No, you stand tall. Because He has called you. Has called you for a reason. And that reason must be what defines your interaction and value system. Lord, I thank you for your people today. Thank you, Lord, that your intentions will never fail. Heaven and earth will pass away. But not a stroke of your word will go unfulfilled. Today, once again, you've brought us closer into the nymphos of your glory. Oh, Father, may your light continue to shine. Expose the darkness in us so we can bow to your light. Bring us to see what you're doing so we don't give up before our time. Help us to know that there is redemption at the end of this process and transition. Father, we honor your name. We glorify you because indeed heaven and earth will pass away but not a stroke of your word will go unfulfilled. May the sound of your truth penetrate the deep recesses of our heart. May your counsel continue to accelerate. May there be a a, a going forth, O God, of the revelation of your counsel. I thank you. Awaken us. Morning by morning, you awaken our ears to listen like one that is being taught. You've, You've taught us again. May we learn. May we apply this thing. Oh, may we know, open our eyes to see that we are surrounded. That the spiritual activity around us are more than the issues that is capturing our attention and distracting us. May we see these things. May we see the ascension and the descending of angels. And Jacob said, and I did not know That this is the house of God and the gate of heaven. It was a barren height. It was a dry land. It was a desert. It was a wilderness. Heaven was there. It was the gateway of heaven. Oh, Jesus. Help us. Grace us. Help us to be aware of spiritual things. True spiritual, biblical spiritual things. And at the end of the day, the spiritual defines and governs the natural. Yet they say, First, the natural, first the natural. David must precede the coming of the Lord. The spirit of David must precede the coming of the spirit of Christ. Oh, we glorify, Father. I pray, favor your people today as you continue to favor David, as he ran, as he continued to run from Saul. May, may you teach, uh, teach us and teach your people how to run from sin, but not to run away from truth. Hallelujah. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. Ah, we love you, Father. We, we celebrate your voice. We celebrate your heart. We celebrate your voice. Your voice is is. Is, 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 is clear to us there's a density of your voice upon us, bringing forth a fresh rain of your spirit. Ah, what a day! What a day! May heaven rejoice over you, friends. May heaven rejoice over you today. Don't give up, don't throw away your confidence, don't give up on God, don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on his prophetic counsel. And don't give up on your nation. He said, this once you see today, you will see them no more. Believe God's word. Believe his counsel and prosper. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Indeed, this is the day of the spirit of David. And we rejoice. <clears throat> we rejoice as we engage principles of the kingdom friends thank you so very much once again for joining me this morning yes it's been a blessed wonderful time and i'm grateful that god can use us to bring his voice nearer and closer to you i believe that god has spoken please continue to align yourself to the voice of god continue to yield yourself continue to adjust yourself until all this truth amen yes make sense to you and of course find expression through your life please share this link if you've been blessed with this with this truth let somebody know that god is still speaking that God, amen, is still instructing and directing His church. He's still building His church, amen. Whatever we want to call it, call it an ecclesia, call it the body of Christ, call it the saints, whatever you want to call it. Remember, what matters, amen, is the configuration of your heart in alignment and in agreement with what the Spirit of God is saying and emphasizing for this season. God is building His church and the gates of hell will not prevail. God bless you. I love you guys. Love you with all my heart all our friends and loved ones and disciples and followers, every one of you out there. May never even know you or meet you, but I love you all. Because indeed, the love of God is shared abroad in my heart. Keep on journey with God. Don't compromise the values and the standard of God. Have yourself a prosperous day, a fruitful day. Bye-bye. We'll see you again. Bye.